Hello and welcome. You're listening to Then Again, What Do We Know? A podcast that's all about exploring the human experience from an unofficial point of view. Your hosts are Mer Monson and Brianne Griebel, that's me, and we hope you'll sit back, relax, and just ponder what we're talking about. As we explore new ways of looking at life, we're hoping that you will do the same. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to Then Again, What Do We Know, uh, the podcast with us. <laughs> I'm Brianne Griebel. With me is Mer Monson. Hi, Mer. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Is it, is it still morning? Yeah, it's morning when we're recording. Do you realize we're on episode 13? Lucky 13. I was just thinking that when uh, I was uh, setting up the system. Lucky 13. Here we are. It's kind of cool. We're like on a ride here. I know. It's very cool. I'm very excited. I remember when we first were talking about doing it, we were like, let's do like, I don't know, maybe like 10 episodes and see how we feel about it. <laughs> and we just keep showing up and doing it every week. So I guess it's working for it, us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it really is one of my favorite things because it's like this space that takes so little time. Yeah. But I enjoy so much and I have very little thinking about and from what we're hearing, there's there's a handful of people out there enjoying it, getting something out of it. So it's just I know fun. that's that's super cool. Anybody who has um, either written us a review or reached out to us personally, um, thank you. Yeah, thank that actually, you. yeah, super thank you. That actually, like, we would be doing this if it was just us because we enjoy it. That's that was the whole point. We like jumping online, having a conversation, and throwing it up in case anybody else wants to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what we did. <laughs> Come smell but our vomit. <laughs> exactly. Spiritual vomit. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Spiritual <laughs> online vomit. <laughs> um, but that actually other people listen to it and get something out of it and enjoy it. It actually, it, it makes it so much sweeter. Like it's, it's awesome. Um, so you know, thanks for listening. And if you haven't reached out to us, don't be afraid to do so either, you know, by writing a review somewhere or being in touch with us somewhere. Uh, we love it. We love that. It, it means at least a little something to at least a few people. Yeah. <laughs> we'd love to hear what you're hearing or if, the, yeah, maybe if there's yeah. something you'd love us to talk about. If we want to, we That's will. True. <laughs> that is true. You know, we, we, we sit down before we record every episode and we kind of have this little like, so what do you want to talk about? <laughs> um, but if anybody has any specific suggestions, that would be really cool. So feel free yeah, to throw we'll add that to our list for sure. 100%. Um, but as for today, um, Mer told me it was my turn to pick today. <laughs> uh, and we kind of settled on talking about... Um, insecurity and its supposed opposite confidence, uh, being confident and, um, what that means and insecurity and what that is and what it's about. And so we're going to dive in and I'm assuming I'm supposed to start, right? <laughs> since it was my topic, <laughs> since it was my topic, I have to start. I am all ears. Um, well, let, I'll tell you, I'll start with why I threw that um, into the ring for um, possibilities today. So I 
was a part um, of the three PGC, the three principles global community. Uh, they had a their first global online conference. Um, as of this recording, it was last weekend, um, and you know, for it was really cool. For like, I think it was forty eight hours straight. They had um, speakers from all over the globe um, get online, and they were talking in the realm of the three principles, which is um, something where you and I, Mer, we met in the three three P community. Um, and three P, it's it's just a, a spiritual teaching, you could say. Like if I could just gloss right over that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a spiritual teaching. <laughs> like I'm not going to go in. That's for a whole other episode of what 3P is. Um, but anyway, I was a speaker and my time slot was 8 p.m. on Friday. And I was very, um, very much looking forward to it. And I don't know how I did, but I know I was insecure throughout the doing of it. And after I, after my time slot was done, I remember thinking how wonderful it was not to really care that I was insecure. And I thought, well, that's, that's new-ish. I, I, I've, I've thought that before, but in the span of my life, that is not new. That is, um, I, I love that I have the freedom to feel insecure. I feel like most people are trying really hard not to feel insecure. Like to, to, to do things to get over insecurity, right? To be confident. Um, and the interesting thing is, is I was insecure, but also confident. <laughs> I was confident with insecurity. <laughs> um, and I thought that was really interesting. Like, I have no idea. Well, that's not true. A few people reached out to me and told me what they thought about it. Um, and they thought it was lovely and all. And I'm, who knows? There are other people who might have listened to the exact same thing and thought it was not good. I don't know. Um, but I remember thinking all throughout, like, as I was talking about what I wanted to talk about, kind of thinking like, man, I feel like I'm all over the place. I don't know if I'm really being cohesive. Um, I don't know if this makes sense. Like, I don't know, am I babbling? Do they, you know, I'm, I wonder if they think this is valuable. Do they think they're wasting their time? Are they falling asleep over there? I remember thinking those things and still carrying on. <laughs> and... I just think that's cool. And that's kind of what, why it popped into my mind today. It's like, how interesting is that? Yeah. Oh gosh. That's my story. Are you still there? I, I was just trying to think. I felt like that was the beginning of the sentence. I know. I know. I was just like, do I have anything more to say before Mer says something? Well, um, that, that was a lot. I mean, that, I, I'm just, I'm just sitting with that thought of we can be confident and insecure in the same space. I mean, that's kind of a mind bender, isn't it? Yeah, because we think those are opposite things that you can't, they can't occupy the same space. Like we think confidence and what we call confidence and what we call insecurity are polar opposites. You're either insecure or you're confident or you're not thinking about either. <laughs> So if they're not if they're not opposites, what is the relationship? Hmm. Well, I guess it I guess it helps to explain what I mean by them. Like when I use the word confidence, it's not I'm not confident in myself. I'm not like Brienne is doing a good job or Brienne is awesome or 
Brienne is nailing it or whatever. It's more of a, like, it's just a knowing that everything's fine. That's where I, I suppose I, you could call, I get my sense of confidence, what I'm calling confidence. Just, it's a knowing, like confidence to me is a knowing. It's a, it's a background knowing of like, everything's fine. (laughs) It may be going, you know, I may have ideas about how it's going. I may have ideas about how I'm doing. That's what I would call insecurity. When I have ideas about how I'm doing, to me, insecurity is like this personal thing. It's like, I'm, I'm caught up in about my own ideas about how I'm doing or how I should be doing or how I could be doing. And that's the feeling of insecurity. But I can have that feeling. I can, I can worry about how I'm doing and how I'm coming across. And I can worry about all those things. But still under, underneath go like, yeah, but it doesn't really matter what I think about it. <laughs> it doesn't really matter how I think I'm doing. That also came from understanding. I've thought I've done you know, really well in things. And it, you know, like when I go back and look at it or something, I'm like, oh, that was actually bad. Or I thought I've done really bad and I've had other people go like, that was amazing. So like I've just understood my own opinion in any particular given moment is kind of irrelevant. <laughs> Man, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, and, and I, it's, it makes sense to me what you're saying. I understand and that really is the difference. That's why they can coexist is because our confidence isn't in our idea of ourself. Yeah. It's in something that's way bigger and more solid and more dependable than our current thinking of ourself in the moment happens to be. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like there's, like, there's always going to be times as a human being, that we're thinking really nice things about ourselves. And there's always going to be times where we're thinking pretty rotten things about ourselves or even really mean things about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then there's always going to be times where we're not thinking about ourselves at all. Right. (laughs) Like those three things are always at play Mm -hmm. as a human being. And what if it actually doesn't matter? Which one you're in. Ooh. I mean, that's what I'm hearing. That's what, I, yeah. that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. How much time, effort, and energy do we, do we spend trying to get ourselves into or out of a particular, I don't know, mood or state of mind or um, feeling, you know, that you don't have to worry about your own insecurity? Like you don't have to be, you don't have to be insecure about being insecure. <laughs> you just roll with it. Wow. Yeah, you know, well, it occurs to me that everything in life, you, me, situations, circumstances, feelings, everything is, there's nothing in existence that is actually secure. Be, meaning stable, reliable, dependable, constant, unwavering. Everything is all over the place all the time to varying degrees. So of course, insecurity is a part of the package deal. <laughs> everything is insecure. It's not, nothing is tied down to anything. So mm. to me, insecurity is just a, it's, it's just as a, a common of a feeling as any other. It's like, yeah, of course you're going to be insecure. 
if you're looking, I guess, you know, quote unquote outward, if you're looking out into the world or if you're looking out at yourself, even in that sense, like kind of looking at how you're doing out there in this world. If you're looking out there, it's all insecure. <laughs> it's all changing. It's all. So is insecure just what it feels like when you're trying to plant where there is no ground? I think when you're, when you're, when you have a, a quote unquote problem with insecurity. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like insecurity to me, it's just a feeling of being alive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come that on. That's so funny. <laughs> Look out into the world. There is no example of anything you could, you could give me that I couldn't find something to feel insecure about. So what, if, this is just, this is for fun. What if feeling insecure is just like a nudge saying you're trying to hang on something that's in this world that's in the world of form yeah when you're aware of of insecurity it's it, i think you're just noticing you existing in an unstable world <laughs> <laughs> why why is know. that funny to us i don't know but- that's what's making me laugh is that it is that it sounds that it is funny we're so like, there are moments when I think about how hard we try to fix ourselves, and then there's just this this moment of like looking and, and really seeing how absurd that is. <laughs> to, to 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 try so hard to get it right, to fix things, to adjust yourself or the world around you to gain the feeling of confidence or to avoid the feeling of insecurity. Like it, that can be very serious business, and it certainly has been for plenty of times in my life. And I'm not even saying it won't be again. I'm not saying I won't fall for that trap again. But it, that it's just the way things work, and you can't do anything about it, not for any kind of sustainable amount of time. Like even the work you put in to gain the feeling of confidence, if it actually works, even that is only temporary. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so really, it's like you can give up the effort and just be okay with it. I have this image of like standing in a in a river, you know, trying to stand still and not be moved <laughs> when everything mm-hmm. else is moving around you. Mm-hmm. Like it's much easier just to flow with the river, knowing sometimes your head's going to be above the water, sometimes it's going to be under. You're you're the river. You're the so it's okay. Yeah. You had any um thoughts or changes of thoughts <laughs> um around insecurity? Like any examples or just general ideas? Well, I think I think I must have because <laughs> because we're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for starters. But just because I noticed that I I put myself out there so much more with with and and the the, the insecure thinking doesn't stop me. So it just mm. it doesn't look as solid, as real, as truthful, as valid as it used to. I still feel it. Oh my gosh, I still feel it. I remember this 
I was in the middle of a, a training and the, the leader of the training said, okay, I'm going to give the mic to you and I want you to go up and share with this group how, how this understanding has impacted you. And he was relating to the three Ps that you mentioned. And my very first thought was, why did you tell me that you're going to do that? <laughs> Don't tell me. Because my mind's just gonna start freaking out about it, you know. And but and yet underneath it was that confidence that I knew I was gonna be fine, no matter how much I thought about it or what kind of thinking I had about it. <laughs> and so I and and I I was sitting in the back of the room, and I had like thirty minutes before I went up, and. I was almost laughing. I was sitting on this high stool against the back wall and my legs were shaking. Hmm. I mean, they were absolutely shaking. And my mind was racking itself trying to create an outline, a list, a script. And then there just came this moment where I saw it all the way for what it was. And everything got quiet. And I walked up to the front of the room and I took the mic and I sat in the chair on the stage and everything just went quiet inside and I started to speak. And there was no plan. I just spoke what came to my mind in that moment and the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. And that's the thing that I hear you describing confidence in. It's literally that something will always be there to draw from, to look at, to move us, to guide us, to open our mouth. And even, even in the moments where we are still having a lot of thinking, because sometimes I'm in front of a group or doing something that scares me, and I am having a lot of thinking. But that thing that we have confidence in is still there. It never goes anywhere. So it's almost like, you know, we put confidence out there as this thing we need to get to and achieve and mm. figure out when it's just like every other flavor of thinking that comes and goes. And beneath it, we're fine. Mm. Even when we think we're not. You know, I love that you touched on... Um this is my, my word for it. The, there, the practice, there's a practicality, um, in looking in the, in this direction and getting curious about this stuff for yourself. Um, because when people are in the, you know, the self-help world, like I want to make my life better. A lot of times they want to do more stuff or do specific things. And that's why they're trying to improve themselves or, um, but the interesting thing is what you just pointed out is that when you start seeing the truths behind life, that stuff kind of becomes automatic. Like you said that you're just doing more things <laughs> because not because you got over your insecurity, but seemingly you just don't think about it as much. Yeah. It has nothing to do with trying harder. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's really, that was the first huge insight I had a few years back that started me on this, on a different experience of being alive was I was, it was a year out of chemo 
And I was trying so hard to get better and feel better and do better. I mean, I, I was I was killing myself trying to get to health and well-being and peace and happiness. I mean, how funny is that? And then I had I had that insight of change does not come from working hard. Mm-hmm. It comes from seeing clearly, more clearly. It comes from insight. I mean, it's just the coolest news in the whole world. Yeah. Because the game is infinitely easier than we think it is. When we recognize all we ever got to do is look in the direction of what's just true about this? What can I see that's just true about confidence, about insecurity? You know, and it's, it's an innocent mistake, but we think we know what it is and we immediately jump into the game of how do I fix that? What do I do about that? How do right. I change that? How do or, I make myself know, different? It occurs to me that some people might even just assume like that's who they are. So not even bother to fix it. Like, I don't know why, but the word shy just bounced into my mind. Like, um, mm. like somebody who's really shy or what we, what we might call shy or bashful and, you know, just assume I, that's who I am. I'm a shy and bashful person. Therefore I can't do a lot of things that would require confidence or that I believe require confidence. Um, that is so up for grabs like that. There is such a rich opportunity there to go discover new things because it's not about not becoming shy or bashful. It's about just understanding that, that like whatever you think about yourself, isn't all that isn't really as relevant as you think it is. (laughs) Like you don't have to be a different kind of person, but the more truth about life you see it, 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 you do become a different person or, or you become I guess who you are. Yeah. No, go ahead. Who you think you are just matters less. Like it just, it's just not as much of a, a factor in the equation. Like you'll still be quote unquote you, you'll still you have some of your, I guess, I don't know your personality traits or whatever, but that just doesn't factor into the equation. It's just not relevant. Like we, we tend to make it. Well, and two, like you, be, you become all the flavors. Yeah. They're all at your disposal. Like I was I was write, writing a piece for a writing class I'm in this morning and these memories were coming back to me of how shy I was. I mean, I was just painfully shy as a child. And it's it's cool that sitting here now, I still have moments when I feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I admit it, like there are moments where I'm walking in the grocery store and someone's on the other aisle that I know, and I will turn around and run. <laughs> like, it's, I still notice that I do that sometimes. Uh, that is, that is relatable laughter. <laughs> but it's just I'm stupid. pretty sure I did that last week. <laughs> <laughs> like, my brain's going, what is your problem? You know, but it's the fact that I can sit and write about it and laugh about it and be brutally honest about it. And it's just, it, it's a reflection of the fact that it doesn't look personal to me. It's mm. like it used in the sense that it used to. It's just, it's a flavor of thinking. I had a whole bunch as a kid. And I still get it sometimes because it's just one of the flavors of being human. But it doesn't mean anything about me or who I am. Yeah. Or even how rich life is, you know? 
That seems to me like the word, um, I was just talking to somebody the other day and, um, the word, the, the word rich came up. I'm like, life to me is very rich. Um, and I think we miss a lot of that when we're just so caught up about how we're doing in life. Like when we're worried about if we're doing poorly or well, we're missing that just, there's just so much to taste. <laughs> there's wow, so much, yeah. you know, there's so much to experience. Who cares how you are? Who cares who you are? Like who, who cares if you're, you know, another couple of words that popped into my head around this realm of like, I'm introverted or I'm extroverted. I think we're all both like, and neither like, it, it, like those are just words we made up to, to put, um, you know, a box around confidence and insecurity. You know, they're just more words that we made up and made mean things. It's like, I guarantee you every single one of us has times where we're not thinking about how we're doing and we're just moving through life. And there are other times when we're thinking about how we're doing and, um, we think we're doing poorly or well, <laughs> like what if none of those things were true? What if you weren't shy or, um, bashful or introverted or extroverted. Like if, what if you didn't have to worry about any of those things? You should, you could just go out and taste life and see what it's like, you know, and <laughs> I love taste that. some flavors you like and taste some flavors you don't. Oh, well, moving on next flavor, please. <laughs> next, next experience, please. Yeah. The, the richness is not in any particular thought we'll ever have. Hmm. It's not in you. Like, as in, how you doing? It's just not. Like, I loved the experience of that conference, even though I, I have no idea how I did. Like, how cool I got to experience feeling slightly insecure while talking to people about some, you know, supposedly deep stuff. <laughs> like, what a nice little flavor. It's really nice to know, just like it doesn't mean anything. Like things may come of it, nothing may come of it. Good things may come of it, bad things may come of it. I don't know. I just did it. Like it, we can just do things. We can just get on with life. You know, we can just experience it. We could just enjoy it, but not in the happy sense all the time, but in the like, this is me experiencing it. I am here. I am tasting. I am at the buffet. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like uh you know, we can just be alive rather than think about being alive. Mm, oh wow. So much. Wow, yeah. I mean, how sad would it be to spend ninety percent of our lives, which I've done by the way, so somehow it's okay, but just thinking about thinking about being alive. <laughs> rather than just tasting the buffet and filling my plate. That's a really interesting distinction. Like that I'm curious if other people can, can get this sense of. Like the difference between just being alive and thinking about being alive. Like there's so much just in that sentence. Like what is the difference between those two? What, 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 what do you, what do you, what do you, Expand on that for me, Mer. Gosh, I'll try. Um, I think that's that's a really rich place to go mining. Just being alive versus thinking about being alive. What do you mean by the two? 
Yeah, so as I sit with that right now, <laughs> the first thing I notice is that when I'm thinking about being alive, I get a lot more headaches. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I'm going to make a distinction that's made up. So there's this, there's a flow of life. There's a flow of thought. You know, that's how we experience being alive is, is through the flow of thought. That's where it's happening. That's where it's coming to life. That's what's, you know, bringing our five senses to engage in bringing that to life, whatever river of thought we're flowing in at the moment. And then there's this, this thing that we do of revving our mind up about that flow. Mm. And it, it has a million words for it commentary, analyze, judgment, figure out, solve, resist, explain, understand, make sense of, resolve, which are all under <clears throat> just the words you just said, overthink. And, and that, whole, that whole world of thought that we kick up above that river, it, it seems to give us an experience of forgetting that we're in it, of not smelling and seeing and tasting and, and, and sensing life itself. Even though that, you know, that, that world of thought is life too, but, but we innocently forget when we spend so much time there that there is a life beyond mm -hmm. that constant dialogue of um, commentary, if you will. Yeah. And I just, the moment I saw it, it was a done deal for me. Because why would you want to walk through cold, dark, dusty halls of a 12-story library when you could be laying on the grass in the sunshine? Hmm. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it, it's just, I've heard this phrase used, it's an innocent misuse of the gift of thought. to spend our time in judgment of what's happening in the flow of the moment. And, and I, I think that the single thing for me that's, that's helped me just naturally drop out of my head more is just seeing that the river's safe and it's got me and I don't need to be afraid of any of it. It, it cannot touch who and what I actually am in any way. I cannot be hurt by it because it's all just made of love, to use the word from last week. Does that make any sense? Do you hear anything in there? Plenty. <laughs> um, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, go ahead. No, I don't remember what I was going to say. I think I've mentioned this metaphor before, but it's coming to mind of, you know, it's like trying to live your whole life from the library in your house mm. to read about everything and analyze and research and overthink. And, you know, when, when there's, there's a whole house to live in, there's a kitchen and a bathroom and a bed and a, 
TV and a pool table and a yard and a and a world and a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and a world that that's right here, right beneath our nose, just beneath that little cave you're lost in in your head. It never goes anywhere. It's right here. It's what's beating your heart and breathing your lungs and pumping your blood and you know it's it's and man, I can't think of a better word to describe that that place than life than rich. Your word, rich. Yeah. And that is where I quote unquote draw my confidence from. In yeah. that thing. I, I don't draw confidence from myself because I'm completely unreliable. <laughs> I mean, sometimes my ego. Even, yeah. Confidence doesn't even live in our thinking is what I hear yeah, you say. No. Yeah. It's, it's like my ego will kick in and I think I can think things like, oh, I've done well. Like we're, we're in the moment, I'm like, I'm doing well. But that to me, that's, that's not, I'm not going to, that's not something reliable that I should draw from. Because I'm going to think I'm going to do it well, and I'm going to think I'm doing poorly all the time, you know, to tie this all back into the feeling of insecurity. I have no confidence in myself. <laughs> well, and well or well or not well, good or bad, it, it, it's made up too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right? And again, that's why I can't put confidence in my own thinking. Yeah. I, when it comes down to it, ultimately, I have no idea. I have no idea how I'm doing. Ever. Does. So I we don't know. have to worry about it. <laughs> I can enjoy it or not enjoy it. That's really what it ever only comes down to. But my enjoyment of life has nothing to do with the living of it, the richness of it, the 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 constantness of it, the underlying thing that beats the heart, not the heart. Yeah, you know, when we take the judgment and the all that goes with that off, off the picture, off the pile, there's such richness in sadness and mm. in don't I know it yeah in, yeah and in anger and in even in being afraid like there, there's richness in all of it there's not there's no such thing as good or bad when you're in the richness of being alive yeah I don't know why this popped into my head, but there's um there's a guy named Jeb Corliss, and he um, is in what's the oh god what's the sport called? Um, he jumps off cliffs and out of airplanes in a basically a flying squirrel suit. <laughs> oh wow! Um, it's amazing to watch, and it's a whole sport now. He was kind of one of the first people who was really doing it seriously. Anyway, um, I was watching an interview with him. And, you know, they're showing all these clips of all this stuff he does. And holy cow, does he just dance on the edge of like, it, like one wrong move for the entire trip could kill him. Um, and the interviewer was like, wow, man, you just like, you must have no fear. And he laughed. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm afraid every second I'm up there. He's like, but I'm also more alive than I've ever been. So I really just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, I'm terrified, but I just don't care. <laughs> you know what? What if that is what we really want is just to feel more alive, not to feel a certain emotion or to feel, quote unquote, better, but just to feel more alive. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That feels true to me. It, it, it does to me, too. 
I think, you know, ultimately that's what everybody is looking for to just get, you know, closer to the pulse of life to, to really experience it more. (laughs) What if it's that easy? What if we don't have to jump off cliffs? We just have to jump out of our head. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it literally is that one thought away, right? Mm Mm-hmm. About all I got to say about that. (laughs) I think it's a wrap. That's a wrap. (laughs) I love how we just end sometimes. (laughs) It works. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please do share it. We would really appreciate that. Also, feel free to leave us a comment or review wherever you may be listening to this. We would love to hear from you. You can listen to more episodes and get extra notes at briangrebel.com slash then again. You should also check out Mer's website and learn more about her at mermonson.com. That is it for this episode. Until next time, take care. Mm-hmm.